Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Supreme Court will not hear the case. When it comes uh, to transgender students in bathrooms, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. This is about the Metropolitan School District of Martinsville. Federal appeals court in Richmond, Virginia, ruled in favor of transgender students. Uh, The Chicago-based Seventh Circuit upheld an order granting transgender boys access to the boys' bathroom. So would that mean girls who say that they're boys? And the Supreme Court did not take the case. Now, there could be a whole series of reasons for this. As um, Judge Diane Wood wrote, as uh, reported by the Associated Press, Litigation over transgender rights is occurring all over the country, and we assume that at some point the Supreme Court will step in with more guidance than it has furnished so far. Sometimes the Supreme Court says no to cases because they don't believe that case is going to provide a level of uh, certainty or that case might be seen as too narrow and to create more confusion. Sometimes they like to wait until they have the case that lets them create the precedent that handles the vast majority of situations. Um, I I think our argument is, why is it that we, A, allow students uh, to act upon what is a mental illness? Secondly, why do we allow the actions of one student to affect other students? Why, why do we create this subclass of, of look how special, look how important? It's not even a subclass. It's a hierarchy. Why do we allow this? We should not allow this. We should be vehemently opposed to this. This idea that all the animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Meanwhile, Supreme Court does not take the case. The growth of Indiana. How do different cities view their opportunities? John Stair went from TV news to the mayor's office in Zionsville. He is scheduled to be with us next to discuss what he sees as the future. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. 
and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We have got four degrees. Sorry. I got that right, right? It hasn't, it hasn't gone up to like five degrees, has it? We haven't had some kind of massive shift. Oh, no, six degrees. Oh, everything's fine. Sorry I said anything. Six degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 816. So how does one build a city? Here in the state of Indiana, how does it work? Is is everything predicated on, well, uh, Jim Brainerd and Carmel put in roundabouts? Clearly that's the answer. Everybody, we're getting roundabouts. Or is it the idea that we're not interested in being this hub of all of these Fortune 500s and all these companies? We're fine being the bedroom community. Is one a success and one a failure? Is there a desire that is needed? Is there a desire that is desired? And is Indiana helpful in helping cities become what it is they want? Or does Indiana want cities to become what the state wants? John Stair joins us right now, the newly elected mayor of Zionsville. Uh, the former mayor gave you guys a lot of publicity. You may not have wanted, but there you are sitting in the chair before we get into uh, the, the, the future. From broadcasting uh, to public uh, service, uh, how has been the transition? Because you never know what my future holds. Hey, so far so good. You know, I, and I will say this, you talk about a transition for me. I think broadcasting transitioned. When I first started over 40 years ago in broadcasting, I think it was a public service, and that's the way we saw it. Um, as you know, that broadcasting has morphed over the years and changed into something quite different. So I really see this as returning to my roots, you know, and, and trying to do things that are going to benefit the people around me. Back then, it was a free flow of information. Now it's maybe, you know, looking for some opportunities that we can, uh, that we can find to make our town move forward. Of course, John Stair spent 23 years as a lead anchor at WTHR, now sitting in, in the mayor's office. Uh, never mind the decision to run. It is a question of when you are, are a mayor, when you're on a city council, about the growth. And it's a question of do you want to grow or do you want the growth to be managed? How do you look at it? Oh, I think we want the growth to be managed. Absolutely. I think, I think growth is inevitable. And uh, it's it's incumbent upon us to manage it as best we can to bring the most good for the most people. So what does that entail? Is this about, hey, we need to attract more uh, corporate entities because we want that tax base? Is this about we need to have more small businesses because that's how you better satisfy the constituency? Is, is it about uh, a conversation of housing? And if it's a mix, what does that mix look like? Well, uh, your answer, my answer to your question is yes, yes, and yes. It's all those things. 
Um, and we have to do it deliberately, deliberatively. And, um, you know, in Zionsville, we haven't done a new comprehensive plan here for 20 years. It's time that we do a new comprehensive plan because Zionsville's changed a lot over that time. The population has grown. The area has changed. We've uh, expanded by annexing several different uh, neighboring townships. So we need to take a look at, at what it is that people want. And it's got to be a true comprehensive plan. You know, that word has meaning to me. And I think that if we listen to all the voices and respect all the voices, that uh, in another year, year and a half, perhaps we'll have a plan that we can use as a guideline for the next 20 years. As of now, talking to John Stair, the mayor of Zionsville, what is that plan? What is, when, when you look at it and, and, you, and you ran for office, how were you explaining to people this is where I think we can go? Well, I, I think that you mentioned it before in the tax base. Our tax base is heavily, heavily weighted toward property owners. And I think we need to have a better mix, uh, and not only for our tax base, but just for the livability in our community to have more services that are close by, uh, to have more housing for, for people that, that can afford it. You know, our median home price here is very high. And, you know, I think, hey, I like our police officers. I like our teachers. I like our firefighters. And I would like for them to have the opportunity to live in our community, too. And right now, that's difficult. I don't think we have enough housing to, to bring in those folks. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things we have to look at to make a more vibrant community. But very often that is seen as either a bringing in very large uh, corporations that have maybe have some undue influence or, or over influence, or it means changes. For Zionsville, one of the big conversations was, do you change downtown, that quaint, beautiful uh, downtown Main Street that you have, and engage some mixed use, put in some some big old buildings? Uh, the answer w w that was given by the previous mayor was, no, we're not going to do this. Are projects like that back on the table? I think that our downtown is the heart and soul of Zionsville. And if you've been here, you know just how special it is. I think other municipalities around here would love to have a downtown like we do. That's the heart and soul. We need to protect that with everything we, we have. However, if you look south of our current downtown, there's an area that I call South Village. It's 100 acres. And I think that some master planning there can do a lot to support our downtown as it currently exists. You know, I think the way to protect the downtown, to protect our brick street, is to put people in proximity to come and use it, to go to the restaurants, to go to the shops. And, you know, I think that's what we need to be thinking about. So in the South Village area, we'll have an area that has its own personality, but it's also going to be supporting the personality that we already have, the most important part of Zionsville, which is our brick street business district. The idea of personality could mean, look, maybe we could grow bigger, but that's not who we are. We want to grow this much, and that's it. Is, the, is there a limit that a mayor should be uh, applying? Well, I think that, you know, the marketplace is going to dictate where things go. That's why we need a comprehensive plan so we have a strong voice in, in how things develop. Uh, I'm not looking to, you know, recreate uh, the Mile Square in downtown Indianapolis, I think that's exactly what we don't need here. But I think we do need some some places here and some opportunities to, to allow for future growth and that are more forward-thinking, and they're going to support what we already have. Is there a business you'd like, talking to the mayor of, of Zionsville, John Stair, if, if, is there an industry uh, uh, on the large scale or a business on the small scale that you would like Zionsville to have or have more of? 
Well, I think that uh, we're going to find our way in that. You know, Carmel has built itself upon those corporate headquarters and the arts. Um, Westfield is building itself upon sports. Uh, you have Fishers attracting a lot of high-tech companies. I think we'll find our niche here. Um, you know, obviously, we don't want to bring in heavy industrial companies. That's not really something that would uh, that would be acceptable here or something that we really want to have here, something that's needed here. But I think, uh, you know, some more office space, some more living spaces, uh, you know, some more restaurants and more, more things that are going to attract people to come and, and spend time here. I think that would really that would really be a good way forward for us. Talk to me about your dealings with the 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 state. You're not too far from where uh, this leap district has gone in. The serious level of controversy there about whether landowners were given an opportunity to understand what was happening before land was purchased. Uh, the the issue about uh, changing water uh, from from the Wabash uh, from West Lafayette and and bringing things in. Uh, is the state a worthy partner, or is the state a fight in your? as you think of your comprehensive plan for growth? Well, the comprehensive plan hasn't been put together yet, so I have an open mind as to what that's going to tell us. Uh, as for being a partner of the state, you know, we'll take that as it comes. I have not had high-level conversations with, uh, with the state and its plans for the LEAP District. What I see at the LEAP District, though, is opportunity for us. As you said, it's not really in our area. It's you know, 12 miles up the road. But I think when that begins to really develop there, whether it be 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years from now, that there's going to be support businesses that are going to be needed, uh, accounting firms, PR firms, logistics companies, dry cleaners, dentists, all that, all that stuff is going to come along with it. And I think there are some great opportunities for Zionsville to capture some of that growth uh, in the area of our town that is closer to the Leap District in proximity. I think people... Um forget the value of those ancillary businesses all the time. Uh, mayor John Stair, the mayor of Zionsville, before I let you go, now is the moment. Now is the microphone. Yeah. What is the one business you want to steal from Carmel and have them come to Zionsville? Say it now. <laughs> Put Mayor Finkham on the ropes. What is the one business you want to steal from Carmel? Go. I don't want to work with uh, Sue Finkham on the ropes. I, I want to be working cooperatively with her because I think, yes, we are competitive with one another, but I think we need to work together as well because as a group, we're competing with Nashville. We're competing with Cincinnati and Columbus and, and even Chicago. So we need to work together on economic development. And I think there's enough for everybody. We don't need to be stealing things from each other. I think if we work together, that's a better way forward. If I said Scott Fadness and Fishers, would you have answered differently? I would answer the same way. Uh, oh, he's been very supportive. Me. He and I have been in close contact. And, uh, you know, one of the things, as you know, Tony, we haven't done well here in Zionsville is build those bridges with nearby communities. I intend to, to work a lot harder at, at having those kinds of relationships with our neighbors. Without stealing from anybody else, give me one business type you'd love to see in Zionsville. Well, I think that, uh, you know, there are some, some high-tech opportunities that, that I hope would come our way. High-tech is, is really where it is right now, and uh, that means flexible office space. That means, you know, the kind of – nobody needs a 15,000-square-foot office anymore. Um, they need smaller spaces, and hopefully we can provide some of that and, you know, give people the opportunity to work in an office part-time, work from home the rest of the time, and, you know, build a, a future-looking economy rather than an economy looking toward the past. 
Mayor John Stair uh, did not get into a fight with Sue Finkham or Scott Fadness, and I find that disappointing. But I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to be with us, sir. Hopefully the first of many conversations about the city and its growth. I appreciate you, Mayor John Stair. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show, Sundays, 9 a.m. on WIBC and WIBC.com. Dow Futures down 152. The NASDAQ futures are down 97, but the 10-year Treasury continues to go up. 4.109 just had a massive, massive jump. I shouldn't say massive. Massive isn't right. But half a point? Not half a point. Fifth of a point. How do I describe? It went up in the past half hour (laughs) to be definitively uh, above 4%. And make people say, okay, if the 10-year treasury is climbing, that means 30-year fixed mortgages are climbing. Even though mortgages have done pretty well as of late, mortgage demand up more than 10% as reported by CNBC. Because of these lower rates, people saying, well, we should get in now. Applications to purchase a home rose 9% for the week. Refinances increased 11%. So if you've got a 30-year fixed that's in a, at about 6.5%, all those people who got in at 8% are now looking to save a percent and a half. That's, that's amazing. Six and a half, six and three quarters is the better rate. There's still an issue with, of course, the, uh, the inventory, which is not there. Meanwhile, the Biden administration now wants to take a look at overdraft fees. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which should be destroyed, is taking a look at these fees. American consumers, according to their data, have paid $280 billion in bank overdraft fees since 2000. And Joe Biden said, banks call it a service, I call it exploitation. Oh, okay. Banks are going to fight this. And for clarity, if Joe Biden thinks that this is going to be, well, they'll stop charging these fees and that'll be that. There will be other fees. You don't think banks have been trying to figure out how to deal with this? You have $50 in your bank account. You write a check for $100. The bank puts out the extra 50 
what do you want to do? Now, you say to me, it's weird that you charge a fee to people who don't have any money in their account. I get the argument. The counter is, shouldn't the bank just say no? The bank will start saying no as opposed to honoring. What does that do? And the bank will find other ways because if I know anything about a bank, they're not in the business of not making money. So this is a futile gesture. And I would still put an end to the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. This is a nonsense organization that deserves no funding put together by Elizabeth Warren. It should be burnt to the ground. Because if you're like, well, it's the banks. I don't mind them going after the banks. Uh, Okay. Once, Once you give these people room to move, they'll move in all sorts of directions. You, like Mitch McConnell said to Harry Reid, You will regret this. Just so we're clear, you will regret this. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I will campaign for President Biden. I will certainly, because the stakes could not be higher for our country, for the world. The stakes are as high as they get and as high as I've seen in the course of my public service. So I am going to campaign very happily because I think he's done a terrific job. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a, a, you know, a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. But oh, my. That's John Kerry. One of the most unserious men in American history who keeps falling up. He's kept us from war. The disastrous pullout from Afghanistan, getting American service members killed, leaving Americans to die, leaving those who helped us to die, did not deter Russia from the invasion of Ukraine, committing untold amounts of money, without even a recognition of where the money goes. That's the problem. I support uh, bullets and tanks. I don't support writing checks so someone else can have a retirement fund. When every homeless veteran has a retirement fund in the United States, then we can talk about it. And of course, not only not a deterrence uh, in the Middle East, 
but we have Americans being held hostage by Hamas, and we sit by and do nothing except allow the Houthi rebels to control the Red Sea, change shipping lanes, and cost the American taxpayer through their purchases unbelievable amounts of money and frustration. Joe Biden has kept us from war. If that is the kind of ignorance you would expect from John Kerry in Davos for the World Economic Forum. So much of these answers are, are very clearly about how much they flat out hate us. They hate us. It, 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 there, there's, there's no other... There's no other way to, 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 to see it and to view it. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you think. It is flat out hate. Meanwhile, Vivek Ramaswamy heads to New Hampshire to give a nice endorsement. You know this man. You know why we're here. Patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race. But I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night. And I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard we, the people, last night. And that is why last evening I met my friend here. We met in person. And I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for president of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. It's Vivek doing what he does, and I think doing it rather well. Uh, some people questioned me yesterday. I loved it on, on X. Uh, let's not assume that the Vivek voter is de facto a Trump voter. They could be DeSantis people. It's possible, and if, and if you are one of those people, you know, anecdotally, I hear you. Of course it's possible. But the idea that in the main, that in the main, they're not Trump supporters, I, I, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not buying in. Meanwhile, Trump was effusive in his love of Vivek. We cannot let it continue. We're going down and we cannot let it continue. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. 
But I was a friend of his and we got along and he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. (laughs) But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas and uh, he's young and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on up, Vivek. I, uh, I... I'd, uh, you might want to learn how to pronounce his last name. I'm just saying. I just, I'm just, just saying. You just might want to learn how that. Ha! <laughs> now, uh, Haley will not debate Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. Uh, she's like, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to do this. I'm only here to debate uh, Trump. Uh, if he's not in it, I'm not in it. And then um, DeSantis in his town hall on CNN is like, Nikki Haley, guys, Nikki Haley can't win this thing, cannot win this thing without Democrats crossing over. She said in her campaign said that there's only two tickets out of Iowa, that the top two out of Iowa would be viable and that she would finish at least second. And then that would be the race. Well, guess what happened? Even though she spent 100% of her money attacking me and not one red cent attacking Donald Trump, uh, and I faced almost 50 million in total, uh, I got in second and she did not. And that's just the reality. And here's the thing. Uh, in, in Iowa, you can actually show up as a Democrat on the day of the caucus, change your registration, and then participate in the Republican caucus. In New Hampshire, you can't do that. If you're a declared Democrat, then you you can't vote in the primary. So she was relying on her support for a lot of these Democrats changing their registration on the day of the caucus. Now, this is Ron DeSantis playing his card. Hey, you, uh... You need to, uh, you're going to see me do very well in New Hampshire because she only gets Democrat support and they're not able to do it in New Hampshire and therefore the polling is totally skewed. That's a way to put down your marker, but is it legit? I'll go over that on Tony Katz today at noon. 